uh, I think most people in evangelicalism, when they see a squirrel, thinks of Gene Clyde. It's really strange when you think about it. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. It's good to have you with us. It's Monday, the 24th of October, 2022. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a great day at church yesterday. Hope your pastor brought the word and brought it hot. Oh, Monday, another week getting underway, just three weeks now from the midterm election. I don't know how exactly how many days, but I think it's three weeks from tomorrow or two weeks from tomorrow. It's November 8th. I'd have to sit down and, and count two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Math is hard, especially on a Monday morning. No math. No math. Hmm. And while they are not an official sponsor, this Herb's House house blend coffee is really good. Mm. I don't have a coffee sponsor. I should have a coffee sponsor. Theo Bros are sponsored by Squirrely Joe's Coffee. Nobody calls me. I don't know. You know, not, not you know, asking for much in the way of promotional consideration. Just, you know, like a free bag of coffee a month and I'll mention you on air and give your website. Think about it. So Kent Stainback, if you're listening, give me a call. I would I would happily uh, plug Herb's House Coffee because I'm doing it anyway. Mm. Good stuff. Just like being there listening to Steve Lawson. This is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture and secondarily to my thoughts on various topics of the day. And we are reading through the entire Bible in the Legacy Standard Bible Translation, and we are starting week 43. So we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 weeks left in the year. You realize that, right? It's almost Christmas. Yeah. I used to I used to think, you know, the, the joke is when you <clears throat> See the Christmas decorations going up in the stores. You know that Halloween is close. But as I've aged, I realize there's not a lot of time between Halloween and Christmas. We are, you know, the Christmas season officially begins the day after Thanksgiving. And I'm good with that. No Christmas carols before Thanksgiving, please. Christmas music, Christmas movies. That's all between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't want to hear them in October. I don't even want to hear them in early November. But it's just 10 weeks to the end of the year, which means it's nine weeks till Christmas. Wow. 2022 is rapidly becoming history. We're going to see how much history is made next week in the midterm election, or two weeks in the midterm election. That's going to be an interesting time. All right. Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. 
you are certain to find something worth sticking in your earbuds. I guarantee it or double your money back. All right, our scripture reading today is Ezekiel 1 through 3 and John 1. So we are, and I believe in our New Testament reading, it's all John from here on out. We've got the Gospel of John, and then we've got 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then Revelation. So in our New Testament reading, it's all John all the time. Um, and we're moving through the uh, prophets. we got Ezekiel for the next three weeks, and then Daniel for a week, and then you know, shorter prophet books. Um, and then we end up, the last three weeks is Job in our Old Testament reading. And of course, we will finish up the Psalms as well interspersed in our reading. So um, we are almost done reading through the entire Bible this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to finishing that up. And it's Monday, so I've got some Monday meandering thoughts to share with you. Mm. Really good coffee. Really good coffee. And uh, Herb's House Coffee is actually available on Amazon. You can order it through Amazon. And so if you're an Amazon Prime member like I am, you don't have to pay delivery. That's a nice thing to do. All right. It is time to begin. And let us begin, as we always do, with the prayer of confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now Ezekiel chapter 1. Now it happened... In the thirtieth year, on the fifth day of the fourth month, while I was by the river Kabar, among the exiles, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth of the month of the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's exile, the word of Yahweh came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kabar. And there the hand of Yahweh came upon him. Then I looked, and behold... A storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing forth continually, and a bright light all around, and in its midst something like the gleam of glowing metal in the midst of the fire. And within it there were figures with the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and each of them had four faces and four wings. 
and their legs were straight, and their feet were like calves' hooves, and they sparkled like the gleam of burnished bronze. And under their wings on the four sides were hands of a man. As for the faces and wings of the four of them, they had wings touching one another. Their faces did not turn as they went, for each went straight forward. And as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. All four had the face of a lion on the right, and the face of a bull on the left, and all four had the face of an eagle. And such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above, each had two touching another being, and two covering their bodies, and each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go, without turning as they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and lightning was flashing from the fire. And the living creatures ran to and fro with the appearance of lightning. Then I looked at the living creatures, and behold, there was one wheel on the earth beside the living creatures, for each of the four of them. The appearance of the wheels and their workmanship was like the gleam of beryl, and all four of them had the same likeness, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. Whenever they went, they went in any of their four directions without turning as they went. And as for their rims, they were lofty and awesome, and the rims of all four of them were full of eyes all around. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose also. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go in that direction where the spirit was about to go. And the wheels rose alongside of them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Whenever those went, these went. And whenever those stood still, these stood still. And whenever those rose from the earth, the wheels rose close beside them. For the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Now over the heads of the living creatures there was something with the likeness of an expanse, like the awesome gleam of crystal spread out over their heads above. And underneath the expanse their wings were stretched out straight, one toward the other. Each one also had two wings covering its body, on the one side and on the other. I also heard the sound of their wings like the sound of many waters as they went, like the sound of the Almighty, a sound of tumult like the sound of an army camp. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. And there came a sound from above the expanse that was over their head. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. Now above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something in the likeness of a throne, like sapphire stone in appearance. And upon the likeness of the throne, high up, was the likeness of one with the appearance of a man. Then I saw from the appearance of his loins and upward something like the gleam of glowing metal with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his loins and downward I saw something with the appearance of fire and there was a radiance all around him. As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the radiance all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of Yahweh. And I saw this, and I fell on my face and heard a sound of a voice speaking. Then he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet that I may speak with you. And as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and caused me to stand on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. Then he said to me, Son of man, 
I am sending you to the sons of Israel, to a rebellious people who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. I am sending you to them who are stiff-faced and strong-hearted children, and you shall say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, As for them, whether they listen or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Now as for you, son of man, do not fear them and do not fear their words. Though thistles and briars are with you and you sit on scorpions, neither fear their words nor be dismayed at their presence, for they are a rebellious house. But you shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. Now as for you, son of man, listen to what I am speaking to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. Then I looked, and behold, a hand was sent forth to me, and behold, a scroll was in it. Then he spread it out before me, and it was written on the front and on the back. Written on it were lamentations, sighing, and woe. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll, and go, speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me this scroll, and he said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach and fill your body with this scroll which I am giving you. Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, Son of man, go now, come to the house of Israel, and you shall speak with my words to them. For you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible lips or a difficult tongue, but to the house of Israel, nor to many peoples of unintelligible lips or a difficult tongue, whose words you cannot understand. But I have sent you to them who should listen to you. Yet the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, since they are not willing to listen to me. Surely the whole house of Israel is stubborn, with a strong forehead and stiff heart. Behold, I have made your face as strong as their faces, and your forehead as strong as their foreheads. Like diamonds stronger than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, or be dismayed before them, though they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, take into your heart all my words which I speak to you, and listen with your ears. And now go, come to the exiles, to the sons of your people, and you shall speak to them and say to them, whether they listen or whether they refuse, thus says Lord Yahweh. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard a great rumbling sound behind me. Blessed be the glory of Yahweh in his, pal in his place. And I heard the sound of the wings above the living creatures touching one another, and the sound of the wheels besides them, even a great rumbling sound. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went embittered in the wrath of my spirit, and the hand of Yahweh was strong on me. Then I came to the exiles who lived beside the river Kabar at Tel Abib, and I sat there seven days where they were living, causing consternation among them. Now it happened at the end of seven days that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, I have given you as a watchman to the house of Israel, so you will hear a word from my mouth, and you shall warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, you will surely die, and you do not warn him, or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked way that he may live, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand, yet... If I have warned the wicked and he does not, if you have warned the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered yourself. Again, 
when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before him, he will die, since you have not warned him. He shall die in his sin, and his righteous deeds, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. However, if you have warned the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live, because he took warning, and you have delivered yourself. And the hand of Yahweh was on me there, and he said to me, Get up, go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. So I got up and went out to the plain, and behold, the glory of Yahweh was standing there, like the glory which I saw by the river Kabar, and I fell on my face. The Spirit then entered me and caused me to stand on my feet, and he spoke with me and said to me, Go, shut yourself up in your house. Now as for you, son of man, they will put ropes on you and bind you with them, so that you cannot go out among them. Moreover, I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you will be mute and cannot be a man who reproves them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth, and you will say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, He who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. And now John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. There was a man, having been sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. There was the true light, which, coming into the world, enlightens everyone. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has been ahead of me, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. And this is the witness of John. When the Jews sent him to priests, sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Therefore they said to him, Who are you, so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord's. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said through the Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, and said to him, Why then are you baptizing? 
if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. This one is he who comes after me, of whom I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. These things took place in Bethany, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. On the next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who has been ahead of me, for he existed before me. I did not know him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I have beheld the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he abided on him. And I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, The one upon whom you see the Spirit descending and abiding on him, this is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. On the next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and followed Jesus. And when Jesus turned and noticed them following, he said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated men's teacher, Where are you staying? And he said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and follow him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. When Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. On the next day, he desired to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said about him, Behold, truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, From where do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, 
who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, it is Monday, so we got some Monday meanderings, and there's some interesting things going on. In Britain, we've got the the uh, contest among the Conservative Party to pick the replacement of Prime Minister Liz Trust, who resigned last Thursday. Um, and the really surprising thing is, six weeks ago, Liz Trust replaced Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. Boris Johnson was forced to retire, forced to resign because of quite a bit of evidence that he had broken COVID protocol during COVID lockdowns, that there were gatherings at number 10 Downing Street that violated the COVID rules and not just once, but multiple times. Um, and we saw that in ruling class around the world. Congress didn't follow the protocols. The president didn't follow the protocols. You know, it was just the, the elites who knew the whole thing was a sham and a power grab didn't follow the protocols. And neither did the prime minister of England, but there was quite a hubbub about it, enough to the point that he resigned and was replaced by Liz Trust. Well, it, Liz Truss, her entire program got rejected by the, the conservatives who had just elected her to the leadership. And she caved. She didn't stand tall. She didn't lead. And so she was forced out. Well, now the leadership struggle is on again. And guess who's one of the top contenders? former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. So there's the possibility that Liz Trust replaced Boris Johnson and six weeks later Boris Johnson will again replace Liz Truss and take the Prime Minister position. Um, he, of the, of the contenders, he would be my choice. I'm not British. I don't get to make a choice. Nobody cares what a guy in Montana thinks. But he would be my choice because of Brexit. The other contender, um, and I don't know his name, he's the, the uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer. He's the, the equivalent of the Secretary of the Treasury. Very powerful position in the British government. But from everything that I have read about him, he was a Remainer. And he would likely soften Brexit and there is, you got to remember, when Brexit happened, the leaders of the government of the United Kingdom did not want it. And they did not think it would pass. They were having the, the vote to shut up the people that wanted England to leave the, the European Union. They think, we'll have a vote. They'll lose, they'll shut up and go away, and we can continue on our path to globalism. Well, that wasn't what the British people did. 
the British people, much to the consternation of globalists everywhere, withdrew from the European Union. And in doing so, it greatly upset the British government. And this is one of the reasons why there has been such unrest in the Conservative Party since Brexit. A lot of the people in Parliament didn't want Brexit. And indeed, there are those who would like to reverse Brexit. And my understanding is that the current Chancellor of the Exchequer, whose name I don't know, um, I could look it up, I read it this morning, but it didn't stick with me. I, I have a hard time remembering names of people I know, let alone politicians around the world I've never met. He was a Remainer and would be likely to soften Brexit and perhaps try to encourage Britain to reverse Brexit. And again, I was, I'm not a globalist, and so Brexit weakened the globalist cause, and I am all for Brexit because of that. Um, there, there is... There are advantages to nationalism. Not a militant nationalism, but a, you know, the, the, the whole thing of Trump's America First agenda wasn't to the detriment of other countries. It was, you know, we take care of our own first. You know, we do that with our families. I'm... I'm going to take care of my wife and my home before I expend energy or resources helping my neighbors. And I'm going to help my neighbors before I help people in Cleveland. And I'm going to help people in Cleveland before I help people in Botswana. Because it's a circle around, you know, you start with your, your family and then there's the circle of your your. I think, you know, the, in my understanding, it, it should be family first, then church family. Now, I'm, I'm talking about material working towards family, church family, community, country, world. This is in, in, in economic sense. This is the areas of our responsibility we are responsible first for taking care of our own family. You know, immediate family first and then extended family. Um, we see that in scripture. They say, you know, you, people are supposed to take care of their own family, and it's only when the family can't take care of them that the church is to take care of them. Um, you know, widows and orphans. That's the, those are the people that, that have no one to take care of them. A widow has no husband to watch out for her. Husbands are supposed to provide for their wives. A widow has no husband. An orphan has no parents. So widows and orphans are the ones that the church was to take care of. And it's widows and orphans in the church. It's not widows and orphans in the neighborhood. It's widows and orphans in the church. Resources given from God should be wisely stewarded. Globalism damages national economies. By what do I mean? America grew strong 
from the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, actually the end of the Civil War, um, the Industrial Revolution had already started, but we had to settle the, the Civil War first and the slavery issue. But from the end of the Civil War until the 1960s, America grew strong because of our manufacturing base. We made stuff, and we made good stuff, and we invented stuff. We didn't invent the automobile, but Henry Ford invented the, the assembly line, which allowed the mass, produce and, mass, produce and mass production of automobiles and of other goods, because the assembly line idea was taken you know, to the manufacture of other things. Inventions were taking place. You know, the, the airplane was invented here. Um, they're just all sorts of things. And then, you know, you look at the, the consumer culture, which arose in the wake of World War II, because this manufacturing base that had been built up to supply the war effort, the making of, of you know, all the weaponry and everything, that manufacturing base was then turned to making consumer products. So that in the 1950s, everybody had an automobile. Houses were getting washers and dryers, refrigerators. You know, the, all the consumer goods that we think of as necessary in a modern house came from this mighty industrial base that we had built. Yet beginning sometime in the 60s, we began to dismantle that industrial base. Globalism began to raise its head and we began to export our manufacturing, looking for cheaper labor sources. So things began to be manufactured overseas for less money, usually in developing countries where you know, the workforce would work for much less money and this raised profit margins and stuff because the washing machine made in a, yeah, with a lower production cost in a foreign factory was selling for the same price here as one made in America. The car made for a lower labor cost somewhere else was selling for the same price or slightly less than a car being made in Detroit. And other factors arose, but we ended up exporting our manufacturing so that so much of our stuff is now made overseas, a lot of it in China. Well, then, in the last couple of years, we've seen the supply chain issues when you can't get the stuff from these other countries. When the manufacturing there shuts down, the new car prices that are, that are through the roof because they can't get the semiconductors because the semiconductors aren't made here. All of the stuff that was invented here that is now manufactured elsewhere. You know, I'm, I'm looking here at my iPhone on the desk here and it's made in China. And so we have strengthened 
and and quite frankly, China is not our friend. China is not our friend. I think that's becoming more, more and more evident. Um, even though everybody poo-pooed Donald Trump when he spoke as he did about China, but China is not our friend, and the Chinese government is not our friend. And last week they had the the Communist China. Communist Party Congress in China. And Xi Jinping was elected to a third five-year term. And that's unprecedented. For the last, I don't know how many chairmen of the Chinese Communist Party, they've pretty much been two terms, 10 years, and then they would be replaced. But Xi Jinping was just elected to his third term. And he is probably the strongest leader China has had. And by leader, I mean dictator. He has solidified his power to a degree that no individual has had since Mao Zedong. And he has taken the... the chairmanship of the party, as I said, for the third consecutive term. And in the final session, the final day of the Communist Party Congress in China, right in full view of the cameras, which is unprecedented, but it sends a message. The chairman of the Communist Party prior to Xi Jinping, which was Hu Jintou, Hu Jintou was forcibly removed from the party meeting in front of the television cameras. That was intentional. That was sending a message. In olden times, people just disappeared. Somebody would lose power and suddenly they weren't you know, showing up at the parties. Um, I remember during the during the Cold War, in the the old Soviet Union days, every year, every sp spring, every May Day, which was the big May Day in in the old Soviet Union, was kind of the Fourth of July here. And on May Day, they would have a huge military parade through Red Square in Moscow. And they would go past the Kremlin. And there's a balcony on the Kremlin where all the leaders of the Soviet Communist Party would stand. And every year, analysts would speculate on what was going on in the Soviet, par in the Soviet Union, in the Communist Party, based on who was on the balcony who wasn't on the balcony, and how close they stood to the chairman. And there would be people that were had been on the balcony for years that suddenly, you know, last year they were standing right next to Stalin, or last year they were standing right next to Khrushchev, and this year they were about eight, ten people away, and then the next year they're not on the balcony at all. And quietly people were removed from power. And it's been the same way in China, where former leaders, you know, 
that have a minor role in the government still, you know, are sitting there. But then all of a sudden they don't show up at a party meeting and they're no longer talked about and nobody's seen them in a while. But it always happened kind of in the background, behind the scenes. Hu Jintao was sitting right next to Xi Jinping and people came up, grabbed him under the arms and escorted him from the room while Xi Jinping just sat there, wouldn't even look at him. Sat there like nothing was happening as Hu Jintao was forcibly removed. And you can, you can look, and I don't speak Chinese. I have no idea what was being said. But watching the video, um, the room was eerily quiet. Nobody was saying anything because they're all afraid. But the fact that the former chairman, the person who had Xi Jinping's office for 10 years was being publicly removed from the party congress from his seat right next to Xi Jinping 10 years after he left office and he's forcefully removed you don't think that was sending a message don't mess with Xi Jinping don't oppose Xi Jinping. And, and, of course, none of us know why. We don't know what the reasonings were. We don't know what the disagreement was. But, obviously, something had happened that Xi Jinping thought it necessary or prudent or in some way to his benefit to not only remove Hu Jintao from the remnants of power that he had, but to do so publicly. So that was surprising. I was not expecting to see that over the weekend. The other thing is the Major League playoff, Major League Baseball playoffs. Weird playoffs this year. You know, there were there were surprises all over the place. You know, the Braves were eliminated by the Phillies. The Dodgers were eliminated by the Padres. Then the Phillies eliminate the Yankees. You know, we have this year's World Series is going to be between... No, the Yankees were eliminated by Houston. This year's World Series is going to be the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Now, looking at the year, you know... The Astros are the only team that entered the playoffs that nobody's surprised made it all the way. Um, and, and actually having a, an American League championship between the Astros and the Yankees was not surprising because both of those teams... So I guess we really didn't have a lot of surprises on the American League side. But I'm a Cardinals fan. Cardinals are National League, so I tend to pay more attention to the National League. I didn't think the Phillies would beat the Cardinals. Yet they knocked the Cardinals out. I really didn't think the Phillies were going to beat the Braves. But they knocked the Braves off. And I don't think anybody thought the Padres would beat the Yankee or beat the Dodgers. That was the biggest surprise because I think the Dodgers were the biggest powerhouse in the National League all season long. 
Yet the Padres knocked them off, and then the Phillies knocked the Padres off. So beginning Friday, the 2022 World Series begins with the Philadelphia Phillies representing the National League and the Houston Astros representing the American League. And I don't have a dog in the hunt. My team was eliminated in the first round. Um, so I'm just sitting back and hoping for some good baseball next weekend. So that starts Friday. And then yesterday was Weird Al Yankovic's 63rd birthday. And I have to admit, I know, well, take Michael Jackson's Beat It. I kind of know the lyrics to Beat It. But I know every word to Weird Al Yankovic's parody of Beat It, Eat It. <laughs> and even when Michael Jackson comes on the radio, I find myself singing Weird Al. And if you grew up in the 80s, you you remember. Now, Weird Al, he's still around. He's still doing concerts. He's still, I don't know if he's putting out new stuff. The, the trouble is, I don't know the current songs, so a parody of a current song wouldn't do anything for me anyway. But boy, the stuff he did in the 80s, excuse me, the stuff he did in the 80s just sticks to my mind. And like I said, I know I know his words better than many of the popular songs that he parodied. You know, I mean, who remembers all the words to, uh, you know, Our Love's in Jeopardy? But we all remember I Lost on Jeopardy. Um yeah. Like a surgeon. Yeah. Uh, fat. Yeah, just all those classic Weird Al songs that uh, came out back in that time. And uh, yeah, it just brings back a lot of memories. So happy 63rd birthday, Weird Al Yankovic. And if and another birthday mentioning today, my youngest nephew, Brian turns 21 today which tells me I'm old because <laughs> uh, now all of my all of my nephews as well as my own child are well into adulthood and uh, heck well I'm a grandfather so I guess I shouldn't be surprised but it, it uh, I'm constantly reminded of how quickly I'm aging um driving volleyball Saturday and looking at these young ladies that are on the volleyball team and remembering when they were fourth, fifth, sixth grade because I've been in the school district for 12 years and I've just watched all these kids grow up. And this year's seniors, I'm, I'm, I'm this, this coming Thursday, the district tournament starts. We're in the postseason for, for high school volleyball here. And the girls on the team, the senior juniors and seniors, they they should still be in junior high in my mind. You know, I'm remembering, you know, their eighth grade year, their freshman year. Um, and now I'm watching them in their junior and senior year playing in the playoffs. Lady Cats are ranked number two in the district. Um, should be a good tournament. The tournament starts on Thursday. I'm driving the bus on Friday. So I'll get to see some good play on Friday and uh, 
And uh, if if they're doing really well and they're in the championship, I may drive up to Ronan on my own on Saturday just to go watch the game. I've done that before. Because <laughs> um, I do like my, my high school sports. Um, just something special about it when you know the know the players and know, know the kids, know the families, you know. I mean, at the, the game Saturday, I'm sitting next to the dad of one of the players, and, and uh, he and I have known each other for years just because we've seen each other at these sporting events. And it's just, you know, it's just fun. I mean, they're not, you know, not close friends, but people you get to know um, that, that come to all the games. I remember being at a volleyball game years ago, and I had gone out to the uh, concession stand to get a snack, and I was coming back in, and I'm standing in the doorway because I didn't want to walk in during play, and standing next to the doorway was the, the athletic director of the school we were playing, and I'm cheering the girls on, and of course know all of them by name, so I'm cheering them by name, and... And so he figures I'm a parent, and he says, which one's yours? And I said, they're all mine. I'm the bus driver. So that's, that's been a joy for the last dozen years now that I've been driving high school sports for the Superior School District. And it's fun, and I enjoy it. All right, folks, that's Monday. I hope you have a great Monday. Do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.